Life Radio. Stories at the intersection of music and life. Hello and welcome to another episode of Music Life Radio. I am your host, Dan Sauter. Today on Music Life Radio, we feature Lawrence Genova, singer-songwriter, born in the Philippines, raised in Hawaii. He spent six years in Europe, serving in the U.S. Air Force, and currently resides in the San Francisco Bay Area. Lawrence Genova has created music with a sound that's as colorful and vibrant as his travels and experiences. His music and his unique voice have been described as a good mixture of his greatest influences, Weezer, Nirvana, The Beatles, and Cake with a touch of R&B and hip-hop thrown in. Sit back and relax to another episode of Music Life Radio, this entitled My Music Journal with Lawrence Genova. Hello, Lawrence, and welcome to the program. Your songs are very passionate and um, full of emotion. You have a lot of uh, vocal influences, it seems, that kind of all melded together to give you your own unique voice. It's very yeah. powerful uh, and so music is definitely important to you, I can tell. So, yeah, but very much. in your in your own words, what does it mean to you? Whatever, whatever it means. Now, it wasn't always the same. I know. Um, in the beginning, just like everyone, we were all just the listeners of music, you know. And that's 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 what I was. I was just a big fan of music. Uh, really didn't matter what genre, you know. Um, I mean, I'd get caught up, you know, for like a week or two, just li- listening to Beatles stuff all day and just singing along. And then maybe uh, the following week, I'm listening to uh, most Def's album or something, you know. I guess it was just uh, you know my my form of of escape and just meditating, and until eventually, I guess I just started to write music on my own. As a listener, I'm just taking it in, you know. Um, I eventually I started to figure out how to write and sing and play guitar and piano, where you know I'm basically putting it right back out. So, can you describe your background? Where did you come from? What kind of music were you listening to when you grew up? I'm originally from Hawaii. I grew up listening to. Basically, a lot of the mainstream mainstream stuff, uh, mostly hip hop and R and B. You know, I grew up on like TLC, SWV, um, Boys to Men, and then you know Bone Thugs and Tupac and all that stuff. Um, I actually, that's where I actually started. I was uh, mainly more into hip hop than alternative stuff. I was more like, and especially because that, that's what all my other friends were listening to. I was sort of like in a a closet alternative fan. You know, like I, yeah. you know, I listened to that stuff on my own time. Well, I didn't, you know, even to myself, I didn't admit it to myself. But yeah, I actually liked a lot of that stuff, and yeah, even even classical stuff. You know, I told you earlier that I um I play the piano. My most favorite piece is a uh, Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven, and um I used to play that on the piano a lot. You know, just over and over and over again. As far as what I listen to, I mean, there it's really a lot. I mean, I know a little bit about almost everything except country, probably. What kind of music was your family listening to when you were growing up, and did that influence you at all? Unlike a lot of musicians. Uh, music wasn't wasn't really a a tradition or whatever in my, in my family. It was kind of just my own thing, you know. Everything on the radio, I used to record it on my tape cassette because that was what we had back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, I used to record it on tape cassette and just like write down the lyrics as far you know as far as I can translate it and just memorize it and just you know it was just a really big hobby for me to just sing along or rap to whatever song was on the radio, you know. So you said you've been doing music for about 11 years, and you started with the piano. What kind of uh, piano music was really influential in your upbringing? Classical stuff. Moonlight Sonata, you know, Four Leaves, from, all from Beethoven and stuff. Other than that, I was, I was mainly just making up random stuff 
on my own. For example, I can go for hours just playing chords of uh, A minor, E, and D minor on piano, just doing different things and messing around, and that's that's what I, that's what I did. Do you write any of the music today on piano at all? Um, I've I've gone back into it. I actually do plan to start um, taking the piano out more, my keyboard out more to um, the shows and stuff. You know, get that going. So you mentioned hip hop was a big influence. What attracted you to hip hop to begin with? The, the lyrics, you know, the cleverness of, of lyrics. I mean, like I said, I started off, uh, you know, on like Tupac and and all of them back in the day. But then as time went on, I just you know I started noticing more underground underground rappers that I liked better. Like uh, for example. Idea, idea. He was he's a pretty good um, freestyler, and he, he's he's done a lot of battles and stuff, and he's just real good with his lyrics. Um, most yeah, most stuff was good. Jedi Jedi mind tricks. I actually started writing rap lyrics, and you know I still tried to ma- uh, try to maintain that. You know, as I was writing, I wasn't just rhyming just to rhyme. I was you know trying to make you think basically. You know, and uh, what's what's cool is like when I kind of stopped writing rap lyrics, you know, I started writing you know more alternative sounding songs it, it's helped me as far as you know writing those kind of songs you know how did you end up picking up the guitar then in high school me and my friends we we had to take like an elective or whatever no matter what it was basket weaving or something uh we took ukulele just for fun just figured it's going to be like the easiest class in the world you know <laughs> and then i got into it to the point where I, I borrowed my friend's ukulele and i play that at home all the time and one day my mom saw that and she's uh, she's a traditional Asian woman, you know. She doesn't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So as far as she saw, that was like a kid's kid's guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give you a regular guitar." So she borrowed a regular guitar from her friend that that said, "Yeah, just give it back whenever you're done with it." That's actually this right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is my uh, first <laughs> guitar. Got it. <laughs> and what yeah. kind of guitar is this? It's a Franciscan. Franciscan. Yeah. All right. Anyway, how would you like to play one of those songs that you originally wrote on piano? Yeah, for sure, us, sure, sure. Uh, on the guitar. This is one of the older ones. I I originally wrote this on piano um, back in high school. So I was writing a song about my uh, girlfriend at the time. She was, uh, you know, I was in Hawaii. She was originally from California, and then she moved out to Hawaii. And um, you know, while she was there, you know, we dated, but then she had to move back. Um, so we kind of sort of broke up. But then she, she came back to Hawaii again, and we're dating again, and she did that like a few more times. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to write a song about that, and I did. One thing was I didn't have um, I didn't have enough lyrics for the song. You know, I just had like two, two I guess two half verses, you know. In high school, I took uh, three years of French. Um, for, so for Valentine's Day one day, I was like, you know what? I should, I should play a song for the class. Technically, that, 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 I guess that's pretty much the first time I ever performed in front of people. But basically, yeah, when Valentine's Day come around, came around, I borrowed a, a keyboard from um, the orchestra teacher or whatever and uh, played them um, what, I call, what I call now the French song. It has the lyrics that I originally wrote for, for, for that girlfriend and, um, and of, uh, my French translation of it. And I kind of just put it together and made it you know, a full song. Um, and yeah, here it goes.
de foi, j'ai parlé à mon voix. J'en peux pas lâcher, mais il est difficile pour moi. L'amour est quelque chose que je réveille depuis toute ma vie. Je désire que tu retournerais. Beaucoup de temps à passer déjà au ciel, je pourrais encore ta étoile. L'amour est quelque chose réveillé depuis toute ma vie. Je désire que tu retournes. Very nice, Lawrence. That was Thank excellent. You. Thanks for performing that song. That's the French song. Yeah. And you can check that out also on your website, correct? Yep, that's, that, that is on my website. So uh, what I wanted to get into next, and one of the things that uh, I saw on your website was that you, were in, you had been in the Air Force for about six years. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to know what had inspired you to join the Air Force, and can you tell us about your time in the Air Force? I wanted to join, serve my country and whatnot. Um, you know, the experience. And uh, it was... Either that or the Marines, and um, I just I just figured I was a uh, a lot stronger mentally than I was physically. So, so yeah, <laughs> Air Force is a sure thing, and it, you know it turned out to be a pretty good experience. Um, especially like what I went through because my first base was um Aviano 
um, Airbase Italy. Um, I didn't pick it. You know, it was on my. Uh, actually, matter of fact, everything, all the bases that I picked on my dream sheet were stateside bases. But mm-hmm. you know, I got Italy, and I, I followed. You know, that was a two-year tour, and then I followed that up with a four-year tour in uh, Germany. So practically my whole enlistment, I was in Europe the whole time, and um, you know, got to travel Europe. Uh, you know, did my time in Iraq, one time in Africa, and yeah, it's it, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I just got tired of the the politics, you know, just got, just got ridiculous. I, I was, I, I got out as an E5, um, staff sergeant. And, um, I guess the higher I got, the more I, I started to become exposed to the politics. And I remember when I was just, you know, just a young airman, you know, one, one or two years in, I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna work my way up the ranks to try to change, you know, a lot of the stupidity that goes on with the system and the bureaucracy and stuff. But, um, I learned that, yeah, no matter no matter how high you get, there's always going to be a dumbass above you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Is that what turned you off? Well, it was a combination of things. Um, I started to get into uh, back into music. See, when I was in Italy, I didn't even bring my guitar with me, I re- and I didn't re- I didn't really write much. But then uh, one time I went home on leave um, back home and I and brought my guitar with me, you know. And then I just you know I started to write. Then I got stationed in Germany. I was just writing, writing music nonstop. There was an open mic um, in Germany um, on base. It was a Ramstein Air Base in the Martini Lounge. And I started becoming a regular over there. It was like every Thursday, you know, sign in, you know, play a song or whatever, you know. And I just really, I just really got into it. So then I was like, I was already getting tired of the, the, the politics. So, and I just wanted to get out. I'm like, you know, I want to do music, you know. I figured that basically... Like, I need to get out, you know, if I want to do music, I need to get out because the unfortunate thing about being stationed in, like, a whole bunch of places is uh, you don't, you really don't have um, your audience there, you know, depending on what you play anyway, you know. You're, 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 you're not going to find your audience, like, while you're stationed in Iraq for, like, a year or two or whatever, you know. You want, um, that's why, that's why I wanted to get out to kind of get, gain more exposure, you know, have, find the people or have the people find me that, you know, like my music and stuff. Did you find that you ran into a lot of musicians in your in the Air Force? I ran into a lot of musicians. Yeah, um, I've noticed that a lot too. Um, when I was on a, a ship out of Seattle, there was a whole bunch of musicians. I was an officer, but yeah. there were some enlisted guys, and we all kind of uh, teamed up and yeah, we got yeah. to use a sonar room that was pretty much decommissioned for sonar, and yeah. and we used that as our little rock room. And yeah, no, it was um, really cool. Me and uh, two of my buddies that are here actually in California, we all got out of the Air Force. We were all stationed in Germany together. We were generator technicians, you know, mechanical, electrical stuff. And we actually, there was a like a room where we kept all our generator parts in. Um, we had our drums and guitars in there, you know, just, just there in the shop. Like, so like during our lunch break, we'd just be jamming out and stuff. You know, it was pretty cool like that. Now, what you, what, Ramstein Air Base, is that what you called yeah, it? Yeah, Ramstein Air Base. Is that the town that it's in too? Or where, yeah, it's, where in, is uh, it's in, in Ramstein. Okay. The town, yeah. Where where is that exactly in Germany? I'm not familiar with. That's in a. That's uh, it's Ramstein is like the small town. Um, it's in Kaiserslautern, which is a bigger town, and um, I think like the, you could say county. Yeah. Um, as uh, Rhineland Falls, it's about like 45 minutes from uh, Frankfurt. Okay. Um, that's uh the main airport we fly out of. What was one of the first songs that you played when you were in the Air Force? In the Air Force, um. It was uh it was it's actually a song that I forgot the lyrics to. I was um 
Well, I was stationed in Germany. I had to go. Um, do you guys you know TDY? Turn TDY. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We got, I had to go TDY to New Jersey for an exercise. That means it's basically temporary duty. You're assigned yeah, to yeah. a uh, temporary location for your duties. Yeah. So I had to go um, TDY or temporarily to uh, New Jersey for you know, a couple of weeks or something for for an exercise. From and Germany I, to New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Downgrade. Um, and uh, it was like at Fort Dix in McGuire or whatever. Yeah, I've been um, to Fort Dix. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I was just role playing. I was like, it was a big exercise. There was a lot of people com- from, coming from all over. I was just a role player, and I was just um, uh, when I was in character, I was pretending to be like a um, host nation army person yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, so I get like chewed out by my um, make believe boss, you know, <laughs> you know, just and I you know, kind of have to stand there like that, yeah, like yeah. I, I just take it. Um, uh, on my free time, I didn't have anything else to do because it was you know I wasn't I wasn't always I didn't always have to be in character. So I bought a guitar from like uh, some little music shop like there in um, Tom. Man, I forgot the name of the, the town, but yeah, the uh, the town there, um, Thomas River, I think, something like that. Anyway, um, I bought a little guitar, and so I just played that in my free time. And you know, the you know the people I was working with, they're, oh, you you play, you write, and I'm like yeah, I do all those things. They wanted me to um make up a, a military song like for a host nation military song. And and play it play it for the for the quote unquote Americans, you know, in character. Yeah. So yeah, I made up uh, some like military song, and you know, um, we went to their camp, and you know, we're, we're all in character and stuff, and you know, I had to act like I'm some local, you know, Iraqi or some something <laughs> Iraqi soldier. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretend like I'm playing that. So that was technically that was my first live performance in front of people, and then of course um, I said. Uh, in Ramstein, um, there was the Martini, uh, Martini Lounge, the open mic on, over there. So I got used. That's where I got used to playing in front of people. And I was like, I was really nervous um, when I first started. Uh, my buddy uh, Josh, he's, who's here with me, I used to always have him go with me. And he wasn't really a singer at the time, anyway. So I'd always have him go up and um, just sing some random stuff. Just so I wouldn't have to feel nervous, so I I play right after him, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just go up there, s- s- sing and say some random stuff, and I'll go up there, you know. It's like that's who I wanted to follow, you know. <laughs> so when you got out of the Air Force, uh, did you take away any positive experiences with you? Oh yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be so focused and so, I guess, um, so, um. I guess confident in myself and stuff. It wasn't for if it wasn't for the Air Force. I learned I learned a lot of um, life lessons basically from the Air Force. You know, um, even though I wanted to get out of it, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't regret anything about it. Well, just the fact of going to Italy and Germany seems. Oh like yeah, a yeah. Pretty I mean, cool experience. For, you know, a lot of people don't even get that opportunity. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting seeing the seeing the lifestyle out there in, in the other countries. You know, um, it makes you. Um, I mean, even to this day, you know, I still meet some people that think like uh, women and a lot of women in Europe have like underarm hair or something, something crazy like that. You know, it's really not like that out there. I mean, it's it's almost like living in the states, except um, you actually get to smoke everywhere. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, we live in pretty much a uh, it's a it's a unique world you know, with the whole information age and and with the. Uh, Information and advertisements and all that stuff getting out there to everybody. Uh, yeah. Everybody is pretty much exposed to everybody else's yeah, yeah. lifestyles, unless you're really in the back, 
you know, the backwoods, which yeah. there still is. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, well, I was, while I was in, in Germany, um, with my buddy, um, I, I wrote this, um, I wrote this song. I call it Strassendirnen. It's actually not on my main website. Um, what happened was he was, uh, he just got out of a bad marriage and, um, he is basically single now, you know, he's out there looking for some chicks or whatever. He found, he, he, he found these two girls and he started seeing these two girls and, um, he was playing both of them, you know, and he just, he just thought it was a trip how, how gullible those two girls were, you know, and he wanted me to write a song about it. So I wrote this song about it and it was pretty, pretty crazy because the, I performed it at that open mic there in Ramstein the day that I wrote the song. So like I, I literally had the, literally had the lyrics in front of me as I was playing it and yeah. stuff. And what's crazy was, um, him and one of those girls was, was sitting right there on the front row. You know, I was uh, some German chick, and um, like he was—I mean, he was cracking up because like she doesn't even know that that song is actually about her. But um, a dangerous game. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, yeah no, it was a uh, believe me, it was a, it's the tip of the iceberg as far as the crazy stuff we did over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well, let me—I'm gonna play that song. Um, All right, sounds good. This is called Strassendirnen.
So after you left the Air Force, uh, where did you go and what did you start doing to promote your music? We, we all moved to Seattle. Um, we've never been there before. I know I didn't want to go back home to Hawaii because it was like, it was, uh, it's expensive to live there. Once you live there, you're pretty much stuck there, you know. It's yeah. too expensive to get out. I actually chose Seattle uh, mainly because of the, it's cheaper to live there than it is here. And uh, uh, the music scene, you know, mm. I figured that'd be a good place to start. I did open mics here and there. That's that's pretty much what I did at first, just just doing open mics. Um, I didn't necessarily um know that you know I'm I was promoting myself. I was just I was just doing it. And I figured that's you know part of the um process to I guess you know getting up there and getting into the music scene or music business or whatever. I didn't uh, you know I didn't I, I don't know as much as I do now you know as far as how this stuff works. So so basically as far as what I did to promote myself in in Seattle. Um, I didn't really do any 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 promoting um, other than just I guess getting used to playing out in You're public. Just honing you know? your craft more. Yeah, or less. yeah, you yeah. know. Um, that's that's all it was, and yeah, did the um, Las Vegas open mics a lot too, just because um, a company I work for they always send me out there. You know, got in pretty good with them, and um, moved. Uh, we we didn't like it up in Seattle, so we moved down here to California. Did the did the open mics at first, and then now I'm um, you know. I'm still doing it, but I'm also doing like regular gigs, you know, at various places. I just played at uh, Brainwash last Sunday. Um, this Friday, I'm playing at um, South First Billiards in San Jose. So, trying to get out there. Yeah, Brainwash is really cool for everybody that's listening. Uh, it's a, a laundry and bar, and I believe they serve food and they have yeah, live yeah. music. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah great idea. Almost, almost every night they have um, something going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in San Francisco. Yeah. Very cool. Um, 
Yeah, and you mentioned your family. What is your family? Oh, uh, my girlfriend and, and our daughter. Okay. Yeah. And on the uh, Pirate Cat Radio, you had told a pretty interesting story about when you were over in Iraq. I, I made up this guitar riff on guitar. I thought it was, uh, and I thought it sounded pretty cool. And um, I was like, oh, man, like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of what to put to it. And I was like, thinking to myself, um, I could actually rap to this. You know, it sounded that kind of, like that kind of a thing. So I was trying to think of rap lyrics. And I couldn't come, um, well, I come, came up with some. I just wasn't happy with it. And I realized that, wow, I already have rap lyrics. Um, because back in high school and up until, I guess, um, Italy, I was, um, I was writing rap lyrics. You know, that's, that's what I like to do. Um, Sure. You know, before I got into, you know, get, really got into guitar and stuff. When I was in Iraq, um, a buddy of mine, he mailed me um, a CD of uh, hip-hop beats and stuff. And uh, so that, you know, kind of, just for my, for my morale, you know, so I could just listen to it, just write rap lyrics too. And I made up like two verses that I called the Desert Poem. It's kind of about, um, this was back in like either 03 or 04. I was, I was there in Iraq about then. Yeah, I was just bummed out, you know, I thought the world was stupid. And I didn't want to be there, so on and so forth. And um, yeah, so I wrote two verses. Anyway, earlier this year, I uh, I came up with that guitar riff, and you know I, I pulled out those those same rap lyrics and rapped to it. And I thought, wow, this is pretty good, you know. So then I was like, all right, let me I'll make it a song. I'll let me throw in like um, you know a singing part to it, like a chorus or something. So so I was you know I, I was trying to think of what to write about, and then I was like, yeah, maybe I'll write about. This guy in my unit, um, Antoine Holt was his name. He was about my age. Um, I think he was 20 and I was about 20. Um, we were both in Iraq together in the same unit. He died from a mortar attack uh, one night. You know, he had a family back home. I was single and bummed out, you know, and I felt, you know, I felt the mortar should have got me instead of him. So, yeah, I just started writing a course about that. And, I I knew he had a family back home. He had a wife and a kid. I couldn't remember if it was a it was a boy or a girl. You know, I was writing these lyrics. I want to make sure it's all accurate. You know, so I looked them up on the internet because they got memorials all over websites yeah. all over the internet. And uh, yeah, I found out he had a baby girl, and his baby girl's name was Carmen, which I thought was a trip because my daughter, who's three years old now, um, her name is Carmen, and you know I. I I you know I never knew that up until like I said earlier this year when I made up that guitar thing, um, and uh, I just thought it was crazy. Like you know, here I am several years later. I got a, I got a wife and a you know well girlfriend, practically my wife, basically um, your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but <laughs> um, raising the kid together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we got you know we got a daughter named Carmen, and you know several years prior, I was uh, I was a bummed out single guy and. Somehow the mortar got the family guy instead. And yeah, like I said, I felt it should have got me. So I'll just play it. Um, I call, when I, first, when, when I initially wrote it back, back in Iraq, um, I called it the Desert Poem. Yeah. Um, and then now I call it Fall on Me, in parentheses, the Desert Poem. The other day when I looked up, to look for mortars in the sky I asked the God above it all About why I have not yet died 
I knew a guy about my age. He had a wife and a baby girl. While I had nothing to my name, the more to stand than him you chose. Fall on me. I just can't seem to ignore that I have. Been here before, and while the score is still nil, I keep up waking up for more. The more I think, the more I do, the less I care. The more confused, and why my pain is more strength that isn't there. So much shit in my life that I'ma take it to the next one. Surprise, I'm still alive because I walk around in sweat blood. So then, fuck it, I'll go to hell when I kick the bucket. I'll have Satan tell God to give me new life, and then I'll love it. But it's this shit. The lyrics from when I spit shit When the wind ceases within I won't give in I might just lip sync I then speak In ambiguous patterns My tattered So the dimming lantern Just one voice among the chatter You can't hear Cause you're not here In my shoes Where I do Whatever it is I do When I lose And I knew That it was just blood and guts inside Used to believe that there was more Now I believe that I was lied To Fall on me So fucking pissed off This makes me wanna point a pistol Time I fucking throw spit dripping while I fucking whistle And wrist all cut up with blood smelling like it's crystal And this while I stand in front of hell with a big smile Shit pal, nothing about my life, not a new thing Fuck is walking around all hard with a do-rag Yo, I don't give a fuck about the shit that you've been through And I don't give a fuck about the hoods that you've been to Cause when it's all done, it's God you shouldn't have blamed you And then you blame your dad and mom when you should blame you I came to this world to spread fucking messages Not like the president, make accusations without evidence And then we let them turn Iraqis into sediment Coming back in caskets that we might as well have sent them in all the thoughts that I state derived from the hypocritical crack boss that I hate fall on me the other day when I looked up to look for mortars in the sky I asked a god above it all why I have not
That's a great song, Lawrence. Thanks. I like it a lot. Yeah, I want to say something about that um, that song. That's actually the first song you know figured out how to how to put rap lyrics to, and you know I I think it's cool. I'm, I'm sure a, a lot of other people can do that, but you know for me personally. It's just kind of nice to see that, like, I'm growing, like, I see myself growing as a musician. Well, and it takes a little bit of skill to do that kind of meter while you're playing the acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a challenge, I can I'm assure you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your website, My Music Journal. It started, actually started, uh, I think, last year. And I was trying to figure out a way to um, get my music known and not not just my music being known but no um let it be known that this is this is my music and I wrote it and stuff. I I started this uh channel on YouTube. I call it my music journal. youtube.com/mymusicjournal if anybody wants to visit. I each video is me playing a song whether it's on piano or guitar. Before I play the song, I tell the story about the song, you know, the subject matter or what, you know, why I wrote it and so on and so forth. I think I have 28 um songs or videos on there now. And yeah, so that's how I came up with my music journal. I've been writing for a long time, and for a long time, um, you know, up until recently, I've never really performed too much in public. It was just kind of writing music and singing was just kind of a personal thing that I did, and I kept to myself, um, just like a journal. You know, a journal is just you know what you do, but you, you keep that stuff private, and just like how I kept my my stuff private. Um, and you know, each journal entry was basically a song. Like for me, you know, and yeah, so that's what it was, you know. All all the music that I play is pretty much uh, music from my music journal. Um, you know, it's stuff, ex- you know, experiences, life, you know, pursuit of happiness. It's just, yeah, that's the only stuff. That's the only stuff that I write about. You know, matter of fact, uh, I remember there were a few times people had told me like, "Hey, um, oh, you wrote that? You know, that's cool. Like, you should write songs for like, you know, pop stars or whatever. You know." <laughs> Like, you know what? Like, you know, and it was, they were complimenting me on, you know, my writing. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, that'd be great. I'm sure I could make money, but I don't write songs for other people. You know, I write, I write songs about, like about myself to kind of, kind of tell this story, you know, just like in a journal, you know, it's yeah. a story about me. You know? I, I can totally get behind that. And the bands I play in, that's pretty much what we do. We write about maybe political topics or maybe about just, you know, personal issues or, Things so that we're however, experiencing, yeah, yeah. However you feel about it, you know? And it's kind of cool because um, I know when I first started writing back in high school, it was all love songs. I think it's like, that's like the easiest song to write. Yeah. It's a love yeah. song. You know, that's where you start out. And it's, but it's kind of cool because, you know, as I, as I grew as a musician, I was starting to write about, you know, different things, you know, politics, religion, you know, um, other, uh, other aspects of life other than love, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, I, I see songs as a snapshot in time of where that artist is at, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I can totally relate to that journal and, idea. And that's, uh, um, and, and that's, that's a good point because, um, you know, like I said, that, um, the <coughs> fall on me, I, you know, I wrote that, I wrote those, uh, rap lyrics about 2003, 2004 when I was deployed to Iraq, but then the, the actual, the singing part, I only, only wrote like earlier this year when writing the singing part. I said, um, the other day when I looked up to look for mortars in the sky, I asked the God above it all about why I have not yet died. I don't believe in God anymore. And I, I, used, I used to. I used to, be a, used to be a Christian. I used to be a devout Christian and yeah. stuff. Did the whole born again thing or whatever. Um, and I don't. And um, so then I kind of like, I was kind of debating on whether or not to 
you know, put the word God in in that, in that song, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like I said, I just wrote wrote that recently, you know, because why would I put the word God in there if I don't believe in God anymore? And then I thought to myself, you know what? At that time, I did. At yeah. that time, I did believe in God, and that's how I felt. And this song is basically a snapshot of during that time period when I was in Iraq, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sully that or corrupt it or you know you know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. um that's. It's this is all me. This is all real. Even if um, um, the me that's real was is different from the me that's real now. You know that's how I felt then, and you know that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and I, you know, people use God as an analogy to other things too. Uh, uh-huh. I think John Lennon said, which is one of my favorite quotes: "God is a concept by which we measure our pain." Yeah, and uh, I thought that really kind of sums it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, now another thing, kind of talking about journal entries and and whatnot. I kind of feel tattoos are like a snapshot almost too of where you're at in your life and whatnot. And I was intrigued by your logo, and I see that you have that. I think yeah. you have that on your yeah. arm. Yeah. Can you describe that? We'll put a picture up on on the site so people can check it out. But it looks like it's about seven hexagons, yeah, uh, filled in with black, uh, surrounded by a circle, yeah, in kind of a honeycomb pattern. What does that mean? There's this this guy Soon Bin. He's like a um. He was like a descendant of Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu wrote The Art of War. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sun Bin, he wrote The, the 30, 36 Stratagems. And, uh, yeah, I read up a lot on that. Um, it's, uh, it's all um, practical um, techniques and our war fighting methods and stuff. And it's actually still used to this day, you know, for business and stuff. Um, it was broken, out, broken down into six categories. And I'd read that and um, apply it to my life and how I, how I live my life, how I go about, you know, with work or music and stuff and you know pursuing my goals and the 36 stratagems there are six categories and that's that's where the six um hexagons come in okay the seventh one i call it the stratagems of g genova my last name g and you know those are the stratagems that i live by and i kind of just put them all together and um yeah it turned out that way it was kind of an accident how i figured out to me to me um Make so you've it look taken like some a, uh, yeah. principles and made them your own. And yeah, put yeah. them together. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that story. I don't. Yeah. I didn't hear that or see that on the website. No, 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 it's not on. Yeah. Well, good. We've got an exclusive with <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, another thing I noticed on your website was that you had a link to. Um, I think it was uh, ten interesting facts that people should know about Asian history. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit. Yeah. That. Um, so here I am, um, fresh out of the military. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do the music thing, you know, become successful as a singer-songwriter. Um, and one of, the th- one of the things I, you know, I began to notice was the lack of a lot of Asian, you know, rock stars or rappers out there in the mainstream. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's a lot, and there are a lot of them, in, uh, you know, in the underground and stuff, but in the mainstream, you know. And, you know, it just, it, it just tripped me out, you know. Um and I and I get that a lot too when when I perform, you know, you know people are like they're always surprised because that I'm doing it, um, you know I'm an Asian guy and I'm I'm doing it. That's my you know I'm singing it and I wrote, actually wrote all that stuff and no, it's just it's just been interesting. So you know I started like looking up a lot of stuff about you know Asian history and that's where I found that on um, the ten uh, was it ten interesting things about Asian history and stuff and we're we're a group that's uh, I've I've learned that's that's ignored. You know, and um, you know, as far as what we're capable of, you know, especially in the en- en- entertainment industry, 
you think Asian, you normally think, um, oh, he's going to do either Kung Fu or he's, uh, he's going to be a, a book, a, a bookworm or a gay dude or something like that, you know? <laughs> um, you know, it's, um, you don't see, it's like I told a buddy of mine. Um, I served in the military, served proudly in the military. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, if you, if you look at my medals, I mean, I, I got a pretty good, um, stack there. But then, you know, I don't have not the Medal of Honor or anything. But, you know, I got a pretty good stuff because yeah. I, I did everything I could. However, uh, war movies that you see, you know, Black Hawk Down, um, Saving Private Ryan, The Hurt Locker. Um, if the main character were an Asian dude, would people still watch it? Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, that's the Hollywood for you. <laughs> and it's not, and it's not, it's not, and it's not that Asian people were in the, in, in the military. I mean, we're, we're serving our country just as proudly as, you know, anyone, you know. But yet... That's, you know, you don't see that in, in, in Hollywood. Yeah, I know just in my time, the Coast Guard, I mean, just speaking of Filipino. Oh, group, yeah. They're all um, over the there's a huge Coast Guard presence. and Navy. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, anywhere from electricians yeah. to uh, some of the uh, SK classes, yeah. all, all that stuff. Yeah, for, you know? the, the, I always say the 442nd is the highest decorated military unit mm-hmm. in history. You know, uh, the Japanese during the war, World War II. Um, oh, where, yeah, yeah. Where's, where's their war movie? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that would be a very interesting story. Yeah. So I I checked out that link and uh, we'll we'll post that on the website as well. I definitely recommend everybody check that um, out. So yeah, I uh, you know I get into this song. This one, this one I I, pre- I, I wrote about that because um, that was kind of um, it was it was just weird to me. I didn't I never expected that you know going into uh, music. Um, so I wrote this song called the Un- the underestimated one, just about. Yes, the uh, trials and tribulations of an Asian dude in the music industry. So here it goes. Oh, they 
Nice. Thanks. Now, I think that one might be on your website. Is that yeah, that is. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, it, uh, on my on, on YouTube, youtube.com slash mymusicjournal, like I said, I have um, uh, each video is a song, and before each song, I tell the story uh, yeah. about the song. Um, for that song, um, I, wrote, I originally wrote that on piano. So the video on YouTube is actually me playing the piano oh, version of it. I'm gonna have to check that. I notice that you're getting around a lot. You're playing a lot of gigs. Uh, how's how's that going for you? And uh, what is the business like these days? Uh, it's it's good. Um, you know, it's it's a different experience every time. I get I get to meet a lot of different people. You know, I've I've done the I've done the dive bar thing. Done the done the empty dive bar thing too. You know, you <laughs> all know? decisions I have. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, it's I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm just like I said. I'm just gaining experience. You know, a few few hecklers here and there. Not not like like hardcore like the comedians get, but you know, the, there's always that drunk loud guy in the yeah. in the background. But no, it's Play uh, Freebird. Yeah, yeah, Freebird. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did that one. No. What was the uh, What was the most interesting story of a gig that you been that you played at? I backed up um, a friend of mine, Eric Esteban from um, L.A. So it was a uh, big Filipino annual festival called the Kababayan Fest um, happening at Great America. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just needed a, I guess his original guitarist could make it or something. So he just needed a guy to play guitar and sing backup vocals to the song. So I'm like, yeah, you know, just let me know what the song is. I'll figure it out. And, you know, we'll practice together. We were practice together that morning at, you know, at the festival. And it was just a huge stage. It was yeah. like, it was no joke. I mean, like, like wow. you know, the stage hands there. They're like, "All right, where are you coming in from? Stage left or stage right?" I'm like, "Whoa, you know." <laughs> like, hey, we have an option, this, huh? Yeah, this is not a this is not a dive bar, you know, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, and yeah, there was like you know a couple hundred people there, and I was yeah, you know, like I've you know I've gotten used to I've gotten used to playing you know in public and stuff, but I was like, man, I was like nervous again, you know, like I never played before, just because it was a, it was this huge stage, there was a lot of people, and I'm like, wow, yeah. My band got to play in front of about ten thousand people one oh. time, and it. But this is the interesting story. It was a marathon. It was Silicon Valley Marathon, and <laughs> pretty neat. Everybody got to see you for about ninety seconds. Yeah, yeah. There was like ten thousand of them. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so something definitely worth checking in. And actually, that paid pretty well. That was like, uh, you know, as far as original music goes, you don't usually get the opportunity to get paid very much. Yeah, but, yeah, no. But that one really. was a pretty good deal. So. You and I had talked a little bit earlier before we started the interview. Yeah. You're looking to maybe put together a band, is that what I I gather? Yeah, yeah. Um uh I've been I've been talking to a few people. Um I think it's about time to get these songs with you know other instruments backing them up and yeah, I found a few people that, you know, that dig this stuff and wanted to um back me up, you know, on drums and bass and stuff. So eventually um you know after I'm done with the gigs I have now, um start, you know, Trying to, trying to have gigs with a um, full band instead, so that's going to be pretty awesome. Do you think you'll always have a, a place in your heart to do the acoustic stuff as well, though? I'll still do the acoustic stuff. Like I said, I'll, I'll still, still do brainwash. I, you know, I like it there. Yeah. A lot of the uh, open mic venues I go to, um, I'm still going to do that. Um, you know, Rocket Rooms, you know, Starry Plow, Ireland's 32. It's just it's just nice that, um, you know, a band uh, back, you know, that, that like my music, and you know, gonna back me up because I can kind of take a break on guitar every once in a while, you know, because it's kind of, it's like, <laughs> kind of hard to. I mean, it'd be nice to just sing. yeah, just just sing, sing you know. Yeah. Um, no, I've and I've talked to a guy about that. I guess um, he like he liked my voice a lot, and he's he sees a lot of potential in it, but 
it could be pushed more, and I think it could. Just that I'm like, you know, using up some some of my energy, you know, playing guitar at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I was just singing, I could probably you know push it a lot further. You know, my voice anyway. Well, you have a very unique voice. I like it a lot. That's one of the things that really drew me to your music. Thanks. Uh, so what's next for you? It's nice that uh, you know that I have the uh, live acoustic stuff on my website, but um, I like to you know give people a studio studio produce you know album also you know see how it sounds with other instruments backing it up you know. So you you would be doing it more as a a project with different instrumentation on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, because that was I mean that's that's just me. Like when I when I listen to a song. I you know I pick every single piece of it apart. I mean like you know I listen to sometimes I'll listen to a song all the way through and just like focus on like the drums and how the drums go and then I'll and I'll right after I'll listen all the way through just to hear the bass you know see how how that's done and that's that's the kind of stuff I appreciate and um, that's the kind of stuff I wanna um, I wanna you know put in put in my music you know I've never really gotten a chance to do that because you know it's it's just been vocals and acoustic guitar mainly yeah, you know? yeah. so yeah well that sounds great i'm looking i'd be looking forward to that uh well let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up is there anything else you'd like to plug where can we find your music can you give us your website yeah uh my my main website is mymusicjournal.net there's no special spellings on that one it's exactly how it sounds no spaces or dashes mymusicjournal.net and from there you can find find me on uh, you know where what my uh my facebook page is uh, Facebook.com slash Lawrence Genova. My MySpace is dot com slash Lawrence Genova. Twitter is the same thing. Reverb Nation is the same thing. Sound, SoundCloud, all, it's all slash Lawrence Genova. But you can get to it all from my main um, page, uh, mymusicjournal.net. Then, of course, there's the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mymusicjournal, where you can, instead, watch videos of me telling the story about a song and, um, and and playing it for you. Well, very cool. Um, I have a request. Can you play the uh, separation? Yeah, song separation song. All right. Um, yeah, it's a song I wrote about why I separated from the military. You guys call it separated? Separation in, in, in the from Coast Guard. Yeah, yeah same okay, thing. same thing. So um, yeah, uh, this song uh, I wrote about that. Um, I started writing it towards the end um, when I was about to separate. Oh, I was where 
Thanks, Lawrence, for coming down to Music Life Radio. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again for checking out Music Life Radio, and we'll catch you next time.